This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Since RuPaul's Drag Race debuted in 2009, its runway has become home to some of the most jaw-dropping looks on television. Those blockbuster fashion moments only became more common as the show progressed, and in recent years, the show has caught the attention of fashion designers, supermodels, and cultural tastemakers due to the incredible outfits worn by its most stylish and creative contestants. In this special Patreon-sponsored episode, the great pop culture debate is starting its engines as it aims to declare the best runway look from season 7 through 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race. My sleep paralysis demon is Dusty Ray Bottoms' feathers look from season 10. Seriously, look that up. I'm your host, Eric Resniak. Please help me welcome my panel for this episode. Our first panelist is the human embodiment of gluing shit to a corset. It's Curtis Creekmore. I can assure you, Eric, I have never been accused of relying on my body. Well, that's funny because I always thought of you as legendary. And by that, I do mean leg and airy. <laughs> Our next panelist is walking into the room purse first. It's Carissa Kloss. It is a known fact that a woman do carry an evening bag at dinner time, Eric. Mm-hmm. You've seen it on The Real Housewives of Potomac. You've even seen it on Little Women LA. By the way, remind me to tell you the story of when I was Bob the Drag Queen's talent wrangler for the day. I'll tell that at the break. Uh, so you have to keep listening to the whole episode. And finally, please welcome to our Patreon sponsor for this episode. She's beautiful. She's a model. She looks like Linda Evangelista. It's Kathy Kingsley. I wish I looked like Linda Evangelista. Maybe if I keep my mask on? As the mother of two young children, I feel like you specifically have experience with your kids going out there in a fucking diaper and people saying, oh, your smile is beautiful. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Welcome, Kathy. We're so delighted to have you. Now, in the interest of time, we're going to skip the preamble, which you can now find in a bonus primer on our feed. But do head to greatpopculturedebate.com and find the listener bracket for this episode so you can play along with us at home. While you're there, you can also find a slideshow featuring all six of the looks we'll be discussing from this bracket to help you make your picks. Finally, if you're looking for our thoughts on the runway looks from seasons one through six of Drag Race, we released that episode a few years back, and you can listen to it right now. With that out of the way, let's sissy that walk and start these debates. First, it's a unanimous victory for ultimate number one seed Nina West and her face keeny realness look from season 11, which led to a final bowery for four seed Miss Fame in her green runway from season seven. Next, the panel is currently leading towards three seed Valentina's daring Night of 1000 Madonna's look from season nine, but Kathy can't resist the siren call of Aquarius mermaid look from season 10, a two seed. I will bear my soul and try to hitch a ride for Valentina into round two. Kathy, explain why something is fishy with these votes as Aquaria clearly deserves to advance. I was going to have Kathy go first. Actually, you know what, <laughs> Kathy? Go right on ahead. Okay. I want to say that I am absolutely dumbfounded that I'm the only one, the only one defending this look. Like, 
I'm going to start with Aquarius because Aquarius look was just so vastly different from all the other mermaid looks on that runway. Everyone else went colorful or pastel or your typical mermaid, and she went completely the other way. It made it unexpected and it made her stand out. On top of that, the look had kind of a political message about oil spills and pollution of the ocean, which I found really interesting. I love it when queens use their platform to like make a point. Plus, it was beautifully crafted, like the oil dripping down her chest and the tail being frayed at the end. And then the teardrop makeup and like the slicked hair on the face was just chef's kiss on top. I love this look. I'm shocked I'm the only person defending it. Well, here's the good news, Kathy. I've already switched my vote. Um, I'm not only switching my vote because it's a more interesting look, but I'll also say I realize that it's Kathy's ultimate pick to win the whole debate. <laughs> Sorry. And it just feels wrong to send it out in round one. But... I'm doing that mostly because it's up against a look that is ultimately two pieces of black cardboard literally glued onto a skinny person's body and a wig, a cigarette, and a purse. That said, I'm going to explain why I initially picked Valentina's look because of the unbelievable balls, which were tucked into her cavity, of course. Valentina displayed in serving this up. Lest we forget the season nine Madonna runway was a do-over after season eight's cringe-inducing kimono gate. Val served up a Madonna look that few would ever think to replicate the iconic nude hitchhiking shot from her scandalous sex book and she executed it in a way that was fashion it was subversive and i don't know if i'm allowed to use the c word here but it was 100 the c word again it's two pieces of cardboard glued to her body whereas aquaria gave us an entire storyline and a very well executed look happy to swatch my boat here curtis where are you oh, uh it's really challenging because both of you made really strong arguments and I originally voted, I think I originally voted for Valentina because I didn't think that people would. And I wanted to talk about it because it is such a, it's a powerful statement. It's more than just a look. It's saying that you can walk down a runway with two pieces of cardboard and just your body and it'd be beautiful and like something amazing that that to me said something. I totally agree that Aquarius look from a like fashion perspective it's amazing it was different it was different than what everybody else did um i do remember that i was very taken out of the fantasy of that runway when they all came out in wheelchairs yeah such a <laughs> weird runway uh i'm gonna stick to valentina okay that's mine carissa where are you on this one so I also initially picked Valentina, but I think a big part of why I did it is because I really like Gottmik's little black dress runway, and I don't think we get there if Valentina doesn't do this first. But I'm looking at these looks side by side now, and I did before, when I and I, I'm changing my vote. I'm going with Aquaria. <laughs> I mean, it is fashion, and when you put them next to each other, it's like, okay, yeah. The, just even, even if we're just judging on the hair, Aquarius hair is better. So, yeah. Um, I also will say uh, we will be advancing Aquarius to round two. But um, before Val goes, I have to comment one of my favorite moments in the beginning of the next episode when they're changing out of it is when she has Trinity help her take off the cardboard pieces <laughs> and she's there screaming, ow, ow, ow. And literally, there's part of her flesh that is ripped off with yes. it. It's so great and so stupid. It is classic drag race. And I love it even more for that. So, 
thank you, Valentina. We love you. Uh, but uh, Aquaria will move on to round two. Next, another unanimous victory as one seed Naomi Smalls in her eight, season eight Wizards of Drag makeover look had more brains than four seed Aquaria in her season 10 double trouble looks. That being said, I am curious for my panel, uh, which of the double trouble looks were you thinking of here, the pastel good twin or the murderous evil twin when you were making this decision? I'm going to start with Carissa. Where were, which one was the one you were thinking of? I was with the good twin look. I thought it was okay. so cool, this weird asymmetrical sexy pirate. Yes. Kathy, did you have one in mind when you were making your decisions or both? I actually really liked both of them, but I do agree that the pastel good look was my favorite of the two, but they were both great. And Curtis? I didn't like the good look. That's super funny. I was thinking of the the evil twin look. I loved the structure of the bone mask that she wore and then the blood spatter all over everything. I thought it was a really cool look. Um, some behind the scenes gossip on all of that. So the season 10 queens were told to prepare a caveman look that they did not use. And that's why most of them for the evil twin in their double trouble challenge had caveman looking things because like, well, I'm going to use this runway because I paid for it. And that's why they went with that way. And then the other thing is Lux from season 15 got a lot of shit for replicating Aquaria's good look yep. from that challenge mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, was incredibly, what's the word that I'm looking for here? Evasive and unwilling to take <laughs> any criticism over it because haven't you ever heard of a reference? But it doesn't matter because <laughs> they're out and Naomi Smalls will advance into round two. Next, the panel is currently leaning toward advancing two seed Peppermint and her season nine club kid runway, but Carissa is playing Lincoln lawyer in defense of three seed Katya in her season seven bearded and beautiful look. Curtis, explain why you're so sweet on P-E-P-P-E-R. Aw, oh, bitch, you know the rest. Carissa, explain why Katya should advance based off of the hair on her chinny chin chin. Carissa, you go first. I'm pretty sure Curtis isn't going to need to say anything because I'm pretty sure I'm going to lose this. And that is fine. I think Katya gave us some really interesting runways her season. She was never a fashion queen. Her all-stars looks next level. That's a different episode and we should do it. But her original season, there's not a lot here that's really fashion-y, but it is stupid and creative and this one especially she she's it's so dumb her and trixie killed this runway i trixie's jesus look was also uh top notch <laughs> for me but this one it's just so stupid and so quintessentially katya and this is why we all fell in love with her it's episode three of the season so we're still just getting a feel for who these girls are and she just is so dumb on the runway so i mean it, it's not an it's not the most amazing look but it is memorable and i think that she deserves a mention here even though she's not clearly a fashion queen well um that being said i also don't think peppermint's a fashion queen but True. kathy has she swayed you with that argument <sighs> this one was tough um because i do also love katya i'm trying to separate the queen from the sure. look sometimes mm -hmm. and that's tough um but i agree katya was not particularly a fashion queen on her original season but i do love this look it's referential it's funny it's quirky it's very drag to me um but i think i'm still gonna stick with peppermint on this one um peppermint also not a fashion queen but i like this look a lot from her yeah. very constructed very cool yeah curtis you're sticking with peppermint here i'm stuck to peppermint it's it's sticky <laughs> It is. It is. It's, it's been licked. Um, okay, so we will advance Peppermint to round two. I do want to say one last thing about the Katya look is when she's serving on the runway, at one point, she puts her head, to, a gun to her head, and goes, Bleh, which is so stupid. 
so Katya. So Katya. Deeply uncomfortable when you're thinking about, ha, 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 somebody got shot in the head. But you know what? It worked because it's Katya. Um, but anyway, Peppermint and her candy look will advance into round two. Next, the majority of the panel is still spinning over one seed Violet Tchotchke's season seven fall fashion show look. But Curtis is brimming with opinions about four seed Asia O'Hara and her season 10 hats incredible look. I will explain why we should stop tartin around and push Violet into round two. Curtis, fluff the chances of Asia's dandelion look. Curtis, you can go first. This is another one of those that I don't think that you have to say anything. And I know you all must think that I am over here smoking something fun, but Dandelions. the only thing <laughs> the only thing that gets smoked in this house is ham and my ass. Ham. Um, when Asia turned the corner of the runway in this look, girl, the scream I scrumped, pearls clutched, <laughs> fields watered, booked and blessed. It it, it I just. I had a religious experience, I believe. And Eric, I'm pretty sure I was in your apartment when that happened. Yep. It yep. was, I, I, in my mind, this, when it happened, was like the best look I had seen in Drag Race history up to this point. Mm. Not only is it a beautiful gown beneath, like it's, it's stoned, but it's also like, I think, crushed velvet with nude illusion. It's pageant up and down, but she took an Ikea lampshade and turned it into drag. That is literally what that is. If you've ever walked by an Ikea, that is a lampshade, but like one of the hanging lampshades. It is simultaneously camp and elegance. It is everything that I wish for my drag to be. Asia, if you're listening to this, please adopt me. Jolene Sugarbaker Devereaux would happily add O'Hara to the list. That being said, <laughs> I am more than happy to push Violet's look forward here because it is fashion. So thank you for that, Curtis. And I don't think anyone, I don't want to speak for everybody here, but we all love this look from Asia, right? Like Carissa yeah. and Kathy. Yeah, it's a yeah. great yeah. look. Yeah. Um, it's just up against Violet's look, which is... A, a fashion nuke, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, Kathy, are you sticking with Violet or are you switched to Asia? Yeah, I'm going to stick with Violet here. I do love Asia's look. Like, that was one of the first looks when we said memorable season 7 through 12 looks. This was one of the first ones that popped in my head. It was, I agree with Curtis, when she turned that corner, I just kept thinking, like, that has got to be so heavy mm -hmm. on her head. And she walked that runway like it was nothing. I love the look, but yeah, Violet's look is just, it's so... I can picture her walking that runway too in my mind. Yeah. Uh, and I will say um, Asia O'Hara is a professional. That's why even mm. if it was crushing her neck, you would never know it because yep. that lady knows what she's doing. Carissa, you sticking with Violet? I am. The scream that Curtis scrum when he saw Asia's <laughs> look uh, is probably exactly what I did when Violet did that spin on that runway, which I also saw at your apartment, Eric. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm with Violet here. It's almost like I'm a drag race pusher or something. Okay, so we will be <laughs> we will be continuing Violet into next round. Uh, but uh, great job defending Asia, Curtis. Next, another three quarter split is the panel currently favors three seed Crystal Method season twelve fall fashion show look. But Kathy thinks that all that glitters is two seed Sugarcane's season eleven sequins get runway. Carissa, explain why if we stay Freddie, we ain't got to get Freddie, and that's why Crystal should advance. Kathy, speak to the purple mountain majesty that was Sugar's look. Kathy, you can go first. 
Okay, I don't think I'm going to win this one, but I do want to defend Sugarcane because even though she had what I thought was kind of a lovely personality, again, trying to separate the looks from the personality, she had some real stinkers of runways. It, she is not a fashion queen, and I'm sorry if you're hearing the Sugarcane, but oof. The but troll look, look. The troll look. It oh. has to be. It has to be said. It must be said. It is nightmare fuel. It's bad. It's yeah. really bad. But this, how bad that look was, I thought this look was that good. She looked like a million fucking bucks on that runway. That dress was stoned to within an inch of its life. There is so much detail and all the appliques on it. I thought she looked gorgeous from head to toe. I don't think it's going to beat Crystal Method here, but I do want to give a shout out because she this was her best look hands down the whole season no question for sure um has she changed your opinion curtis or are you sticking with crystal method this one was really tough for me because i loved i actually put sugarcane sequence gown sequence gown <laughs> on on my list um it's it's beautiful it truly is i think one of the best gowns to have walked just the basic runway not like a an elevated end of season runway um it's real i don't know can i, I jump in with one more go for point it. here bring go for me it. to okay. you if we're if we're bringing some receipts um sugar was hot pie on this one but safe and she got two toots from the fashion photo review crystal was just safe not placed high and i don't think she was rated by fashion photo review for this look i couldn't find it anywhere online mm. but if that sways anyone those are my receipts that i have i love the the tale i love the facts that you're bringing the receipts carissa where are you on this one? Oh, curtis you didn't make your decision i've made yet. a Go decision ahead. i've made okay. a decision i'm gonna stick with crystal just on the sheer creativity a beautiful gown is a beautiful gown, but Crystal's look was creative. So I'm going to yeah. stick with her. Carissa, are you sticking with Crystal Method here? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's cool without being costumey, but it's clearly a reference to something that everybody knows, but it's fashion. I, Crystal is, uh, she's bananas and I love her. <laughs> Excellent. So um, thank you, Kathy. Great job defending sugar in the words of the immortal Aretha Franklin. Beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> um, but we will be advancing Crystal Method into round two. Next, the panel is evenly split between one seed Shea Coulee and her village people look from the season nine gayest ball ever and four seed Jackie Cox and her season 12 stars and stripes runway. Carissa, tell us why we are the village it takes to raise Shea's chances of getting into round two. I will salute the bold work by Jackie and her patriotic look i'm gonna go ahead and go first here jackie's outfit is not the most creative or bombastic look and shay gets points for creating her very chic look in the workroom during that episode and making a very complicated assignment look effortless but jackie gets my votes here for delivering a look that was not only beautiful and simple but packed with a big message as it walked the runway especially when she deployed it to full effect in the firework lip sync later in that episode jackie was not our first muslim contestant but i do think she was the contestant I think she was the contestant who was the most open about her faith and the ways that it intersected with her drag. Season 12 was also a highly political season. I believe it was the first in which the registered to vote signs were brought out by the queens at the end of each runway. And all of that came to bear in the Stars and Stripe episode, which also had the political debate challenge. By wearing a traditional Muslim hijab and, I believe, an abaya decorated tastefully to evoke the American flag, it's a bold look, and it was incredibly moving watching her hurl herself fully into Katy Perry's firework while wearing this. 
it was another Drag Race Capital M moment. Um, but Carissa talked to us about uh, who she's about, Shea Kool-Aid Shea. as the village. Yeah, village people. Wow. Well, let me just say following that up so <laughs> great. Thanks. <laughs> I can't wait to do this. You're welcome. Yeah. But I hope also- you were why do you hate America, Carissa? <laughs> if we're talking about moments, Shea Coulee is the moment. Okay, oh. this this look you said it in your intro. It is so chic. She made it in the runway or in the workroom. It's from the ball look, which she won that episode. Mm-hmm. And okay, so it's a stone to the gods construction helmet for one. It is a white rib tank top over-the-knee socks, stoned boots, and the most enormous sheer flannel patchworked that just that she uses as a train and just effortlessly drags it off her arms like the model that she is. Like, the, it is, the elements here are simple, but the look is next-level fashion. And we don't see a lot of really good fashion come out of these ball looks that they have to make in the workroom and this is legit like this is naomi small's uh you know um scarecrow drag level of creative and cool so i have to give it to miss shay here all right kathy where are you on this one i'm gonna stick with jackie cox on this one i agree with eric this was um not necessarily about the garment but what it meant like this was clearly a moment for her she was saying hey i'm american i am muslim and i am proud and that to me just it it gives me chills just talking about it right now because that is just so special and you're right she's not the first muslim contestant but this was the first time we'd really seen a look like that on this runway and it was very bold of her particularly given the times that we're in to do something like that. And I applaud her for that. So she gets my vote here. Great. Crochet to Shay. I love Shay's look too, but yeah, Jackie gets my vote. Yeah. Uh, there's no bad looks on the top 16. Let me be very clear about that. Mm-hmm. Curtis, where are you on this one? I'm going to make it difficult and I'm going to keep it with Shay Coulee. <laughs> okay. I so love good that. Good luck, everybody else. <laughs> well, in minisodes, when we have ties, we go to tiebreakers for the group. And since this is a Patreon-sponsored episode, I'm giving the first tiebreaker to Kathy Kingsley. Kathy, who goes forward here? Sorry, Curtis. It's Jackie. All right. So we will move Jackie Cox next into round two. Finally, in round one, another split decision. This time, a season 10 showdown between three-seed Asia O'Hara in her Feathers runway and two-seed Mo Hart in her Drag on a Dime look. Curtis, I taught I taught a putty tat, or at least the votes to get Asia into round two. Carissa, tell us why Mo's car dress got a raw deal. Carissa, you can go first. Yeah, talking about queens who make their looks, Mo Hart was a queen on a budget. She could not afford stuff. A lot of what she wore on the runway, she made in the workroom. She raided that fabric wall every single challenge, every single runway. So part of her being here, I think, is she just really deserves her flowers for the work that she has done. Now, she, we met her at DragCon and she said she does not make her stuff anymore. <laughs> she got red <laughs> enough and she makes enough money, so she buys it. <laughs> but this look she made out of a deck of cards. This, that is like a really difficult material to work with and the way that it is structured and the way that it moved on that runway she does not win this challenge and i was shocked when that happened so i I just think we need to talk about this because it is so cool it is so well made it was the very first thing we saw her really do on this season and i was so excited to see what else she would bring 
In my recollection, she wouldn't even place high for this no, challenge. I she think she was, she was safe. Completely was disregarded, safe. which was insane to me at the time. And still and kind of could, I was shocked. You yeah. could see it on her face where she's like, this is some fucking bullshit. Because there were other people in the high category, Blair, who she it's like, She knew the jig what? was up. She, she knew, knew it. Yeah. Yep. That was the moment that she was like, oh, I ain't winning this whole show. Yep. That's when I knew because I remember I wasn't shocked. I was angry. I was mm -hmm. actively mad that she wasn't in the top that episode. Yep. Speaking of moments that people know they're not going to win the show, talk about Asia, Curtis. And <laughs> oh, 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 too soon. Oh my god. Um, well, this is apparently officially an Asia O'Hara stan account. I had yeah. no idea before tonight. Asia absolutely killed it in her season with her fashion. And I don't care. I enjoyed that mermaid look. It was different. <laughs> no one did it. No one did face first mermaid. Like that was so interesting. There's a reason. <laughs> well, you still remember it, Kathy. Um, it's true. I know people were torn on her glittery clown look. I loved that too. I thought that was stunning. Mm -hmm. This look, which we're talking about, is the look, the feathers look, the, the Tweety Bird look. It is stunning. Typically when a queen comes out in something that has zero definition, gives no shape to her body, she is red for filth. And understandably so. But even without being able to see Asia's figure in this, it is still so light and buoyant. It is joyful and fun. It is, once again, camp and elegance. I'm serious, Asia. Jolene Sugar Baker Devereaux O'Hara is sounding better and better. There needs to be a portmanteau for camp and elegance. Is it Kelligance? Is it Ella Camp? I don't know. We have to work on that. Mm. Kathy, where are you on this one? I'm with Curtis on this one. I love Asia's uh, Tweety Bird look. In particular, I love her attention to detail. Those orange gloves that she just places mm. just so to make the beak. It just completes the illusion i can still picture her walking down the runway and like puffing her hair out of her face mm -hmm. it was it was so great and camp and elegance is kind of my aesthetic for drag i love the marriage of the two so this is right up my alley all right so um i'm sticking with mo here because uh i give the points to uh looks that are constructed in the workroom generally. And I, I agree that Mo got absolutely robbed, which means we have a split decision. Curtis, you're next alphabetically. You get to, to break the tie. The, on, like the fact that I'm not immediately saying Asia is tough because I really loved Mo's look. It's amazing. But we knocked out Asia's other look and I'm going to go with Asia. All right, so Asia will advance into round two, and that's it for the end of round one, folks. We're going to take a quick break to hit the giant shade button in the Untucked Lounge. We'll be right back after these messages. $5 can't buy you much these days. In the 90s, a Big Mac Extra Value Meal ring in at $4.59. Today, the same meal will cost you $7.89 and leave you filled with regret. You know who would never do that to you? The great pop culture debate. For just $5 a month, our Patreon supporters gain access to a treasure trove of unaired content, like those secret fries at the bottom of the bag. So if you're hungry for some delicious pop culture content, pass on the Big Mac and head to greatpopculturedebate.com to become a Patreon supporter today. Aw, now I'm hungry. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. 
Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And we are back for round two of our best RuPaul's Drag Race runway look debate. Before we get to the Elite Eight, I want our panelists to share their social media as well as their favorite winners from seasons seven through 12. Curtis, uh, where can people find you and who's your favorite winner from those seasons? Um, I actually deactivated my previous, the the artist formerly known as Twitter, whatever the hell it is. So don't find me there. Um, I am on Instagram, but I barely use it at Kurt Itch, C-U-R-T-I-T-C-H. Maybe I'll use it more. I don't know. Um, this was a tough one when we re- like read out all of the winners. Um, I'm going to go with Jada as my favorite winner, which is surprising because I think while watching that season, I was the biggest Gigi Good stan that existed. Mm. Um, But Jada was so funny. She was so charismatic and fashionable. And the whole, she won me over during the debate episode with the, I want to retittle that rebuttal. Mm. The fact that she, I'm pretty (laughs) sure she probably came up with that on the spot. Mm -hmm. That is like, even beyond look over there. Like I thought that that was just so good. And I I really like Jada. I think she's a great queen. And here's some knowledge for folks. Jada was a last minute replacement on season Mm -hmm. 12. She was not supposed to be on that cast. She was originally supposed to be on, I believe season six and got pushed and then uh, ended up on season 12. I think that's right. Maybe I'm wrong about that last part, but she definitely was an alternate for 12. Somebody else dropped out. I believe it was Tamisha Iman and that's how we got Jada Uh in the winner circle. So thank you very much. Uh, Carissa, what are your socials and who's your favorite winner? You can find me on Instagram at Carissa Kloss, but if you actually want to converse with me on stuff, you should become a Patreon and join our Discord. Very active there. We have lots of really fun channels and tons of stuff that we're always discussing. Uh, I kind of mentioned this earlier. I guess it was in the warm-up. My favorite queen from this batch is Evie Oddly. As Eric may have mentioned, I live near Denver, and I had the absolute pleasure of being at Trax, Evie's hometown bar, to watch the live viewing of the finale. We were all cheering for her, and when she won, there was confetti falling from the ceiling. I was grasping my friend Sean, and we were screaming and crying, and it was the best thing ever, and it was one of the most uh one of the most fun experiences i've ever had related to drag so um evie's my girl and i'm so happy that she won also shout out to tracks in denver that is a killer gay space it is a yes. great club it's so it's a huge it's great wonderful vibe um if you're in the area please check it out um and if Carissa- you want to see me come to first fridays <laughs> so there you go yeah um local celebrity carissa claus um 
as Carissa mentioned, uh, we do have a Discord. We have a Drag Race channel in it. We talk about every fucking episode that airs, including the international ones. And if you're looking for more conversation about that, you can also go to greatpopculturedebate.com where you will find blogs on every RuPaul-hosted season that is done. And I also include my blogs, mini blogs, on all the international ones. So uh, Drag Race viewers, find that under the bonus section of our website. Kathy Kingsley, where can people find you? And who's your favorite winner from season 7 through 12? Um, you can find me on Instagram if you like pictures of cats and cute ginger babies at Kathy L. Kingsley. Um, I'm also on Mastodon and Blue Sky. I haven't really used them yet, but I'm under the same name. Um, I'm slowly adding more content there. Um, I have to agree with both of you so far, Jada, and I think Evie is the one I'm leaning more towards. Um, she's kind of my brand of weird, but also somewhat fashionable and polished. I, I really like her stuff, and I think she had some cool looks that I was disappointed didn't make the bracket, but I, I'll put her name here. Great. And thank you again for being our Patreon sponsor for this episode. We really appreciate it. Um, you can find me at Eric Resniak. That's E-R-I-C-R-E-Z as in zebra, S as in snake, and as in Nancy Y-A-K on Instagram. We are offloading from Twitter, as Curtis mentioned. Or you can just mention, um, excuse me, message at Great Pop Culture Debate on Insta or TikTok or at GPCD on Mastodon. Um, my favorite winner from 7 through 12 is Bob the Drag Queen from season 8. And I mentioned earlier in the podcast that I had the privilege of being Bob's talent wrangler uh, when she was the guest performer at the Boston Gay Men's Chorus fundraiser. I don't remember. It was right after she won. And um, Bob was a lot of fun. The best story I can tell you about Bob was that um, I had I was kind of going downstairs, making sure everything was going. And I come back up to her waiting room, which is covered in blackboard and had chalk. And I come in, she's like, who did this? Who did this? And she points and it said, Kim, she should have won. She was robbed. And I was like, oh my God, I am so sorry, Bob. I'm so embarrassed. And she's like, no, I'm just kidding. It was me. <laughs> um, but she was a lot of fun. And the other thing I will say is I was riding with her, her assistant and uh, a friend from the chorus in his uh, very ritzy car, which we called the pussy wagon. And uh, Bob and her assistant were in the backseat. I was in the front seat and I'm talking. And Bob's like, you know, you sound just like Ross Matthews. And I was like, ugh. Ugh, thanks. And she's like, nope, hold up. I'm going to go ahead and stop you right there. That was a compliment. Ross Matthews is a very successful, very funny person. And you should take that as a compliment and maybe stop judging yourself for things you can't control. And actually, it's actually a really wise and uh, profound moment in my life and made me stop questioning my girly ass voice. So thank you, Bob the Drag Queen. If you're listening, um, we think that you're amazing. So with that being said, we have caught the realness and we are being compelled to move into the house, aka round two. First up, it's Nina West's face Keeney look from season 11 a one seed versus aquarius mermaid fantasy from season 10 a two seed i'm gonna go around the horn here um curtis where are you on this face keeney face keeney <laughs> uh carissa where are you on this one nina west face keeney kathy i cards on the table aquarius is my ultimate winner so i gotta vote for here i do love nina west's look but i brought the receipts Aquaria won her episode. Nina was just safe in that episode, surprisingly. I do love the look, but she did not win. And the two both had two toots and top toots of the week. So that's equal on both for both bleh, equal on both fronts. I'm loving the details that you're bringing. You're giving me Joelle Bodecker realness. <laughs> and so thank you for that. 
Uh, you should see my spreadsheets. That's what, I, oh, that's such a turn on. Um, so I had switched to Aquaria last round, but I am sticking with Nina here. Um, Aquaria's look is very good and easily the best of that absolutely wild <laughs> runway category. <laughs> but Nina's is just flat out exquisite. The Lee Bowery inspired maximalist ensemble is so eye catching. It's so filled with detail that I could stare at it for hours. What's especially impressive here is that Nina is not what I would consider a runway queen. She tended to skew towards camp, which this one is, but it's also still so fashionable. It's a very high degree of execution from someone who's not super confident in her runway looks, and I love that for her. So um, you're sticking with Aquaria, right, Kathy? I am, but I'm not mad at this. I, I do love Nina's look here, and it's a great look to move forward. All right, so we will be advancing Nina West and her face skinny look into round three. Next, the panel is leaning toward one seed Naomi Smalls and her season eight Wizards of Drag makeover look, but I still think that two seed Peppermint and her club kid look from season nine to be Minty Fresh, no relation to Minty Fresh, the drag queen from season one of Philippines. Kathy, why does Naomi's scarecrow look still make you say, hey girl, hey? I'll unwrap Peppermint's chances at advancing into the final four. Kathy, why don't you go first? Um, I, the, again, these are all tough decisions. I can't say that about everyone, but it really is. Um, this one I like. I think Naomi gets big points for me because she made this look in the runway and the complimentary look that went with it, which also was pretty good for this ep episode. Um, the burlap collar and the bodice being kind of split up into a collar and the piece. I love that. The suspenders and the flannel skirt are so, they look so effortless and they are not like those that took a lot of work to put together in the way that she did and it just drapes beautifully for her it is fashion she made it i love it mic drop <laughs> um i would have to go back and check when did they have to stop making the looks for their makeover challenges because they definitely didn't by season 12 i know that for a fact I don't know if they did for 11, but I would oh. I would be curious to find out when it stopped being a design challenge and was more about a like presentation challenge because mm -hmm. that is absolutely a change that's happened in recent years. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk about Peppermint. Similar to Nina, Peppermint is not my idea of a look queen. In fact, many of your runways were among the worst of season nine. Let's <laughs> talk about that pink sad skirt in the naughty 90s one. My God, a hate crime. Um, but goddamn if Pep didn't look absolutely amazing on this particular runway, she knocked it out of the park with this bold peppermint candy confection, the massive shoulders, the matching makeup, the stiff striped skirt, the giant prop sucker. It's 1010 no notes from me. Fun fact about this look, it was prominently featured in the season nine trailer, which is a real mind fuck for the spoilerinas over on Reddit, who genuinely believed that Peppermint was an early out for that season. And every week we're losing their minds because they're like, Peppermint can't go out this week, but she's supposed to go out because we haven't seen the candy look yet. So I loved that kind of uh, inside baseball with it. Carissa, where are you? Yeah, I earlier advocated for Katya's stupid Abraham Lincoln look over this peppermint look, but I am 100% behind peppermint here. Curtis, where are you? I'm with Naomi Smalls. Ooh, we have another one. Um, again, I'm always going to give more points to someone who made their look most of the time. Sorry, Mohart. Um, but in, in general, like Naomi Smalls look, even though she made it, is like that's basically haute couture like it is beautiful and i typically hate a queen in a pussycat wig but that 
just the whole look all together is stunning. I love the suspenders that hold up this like full skirt that she created out of so many different fabrics. Like she is the most like, oh my God, it's just so good. So I'm going to go with Naomi. So we're tied and technically alphabetically, I would be next. I'm actually going to give it to Naomi here. And I think it's because, so I, I like, I do believe that Peppermint's look isn't, is of the ones that were brought from home among the strongest in this group. But Naomi made it on the show and she didn't just make one, she made fucking two. Mm. And she had to do the, what is it? The, the dancing of the brooms or whatever oh bullshit they had to do. Like that challenge was was crazy. Oh, I blocked that out. It was yeah. crazy. Um, I, ha I have to give it to her here. I think that the level of effort and taste is both really astronomical. So as much as I love Peppermint and Club Kid, I'm giving it to Naomi. So she will be moving on to round three. Next, I believe we have a unanimous decision in a matchup between two fall fashion mini challenge looks. One seed Violet Tchotchke's season seven fabric swapping jumpsuit versus three seed Crystal Method's season 12 Freddy Krueger inspired look. Um, I know that we are saying that Crystal no longer haunts our dreams, but Carissa, you did want to say something about this look before we said adieu to it. Yeah, I think it's really, well, A, it's very interesting to me that both of these come from the exact same challenge. It is the very first episode, do your spring, do your fall runway look, like tell us who you are. And both of these queens did an amazing job of showing us exactly who they are. One of the looks that I kind of put forward for this, but I, I don't know if it fit our rubric of timeline, but one of my favorite drag looks ever is Crystal Method's first look from the finale episode where they were in quarantine. She was at home. She was a giant pinata standing in her backyard, just like a giant fucking horse. I don't even know. And I, I lost my mind because she is so weird and so creative. And we never would have seen that outfit had we not been in quarantine, like there's no way that was portable. <laughs> so uh, I just think that she's really cool and she's really quirky and she's done some stuff that's really um, interestingly made and very memorable. So I love this look. It was one of the first to pop into my mind. I'm glad we got to talk about it. Um, I'm so glad that you mentioned the timeline of it because I do want to make it clear we were only looking at looks that were actually on the runway during the regular competition. We didn't include finale looks. So if you're listening to this and you're like, how the fuck is Violet Tchotchke's season eight crowning look not on this list it had to be runways from the actual show that being said i do think we're going to do a top 10 of all time best crowning looks from the Amazing. show to go along with this episode so you can find more finale looks there um thank you for that we will be moving violet and her season seven fall runway into round three finally in round two are two tiebreaker victories from last round are now up against each other and it's a unanimous victory this time uh, it was jackie Ch cox's stars and stripes from season 12 versus asia o'hara's feathers from season 10 and the panel has decided decisively on asia this time to move forward did anybody have anything else to say about jackie i know curtis you felt that maybe the rhetoric was getting in the way here no, I don't want to say that because it makes me sound like an asshole, but I, I, mean... I believe like <laughs> when the pump fits, I'm going to put uh -huh. it on and stomp the runway. Like the I, whore you are. Like, <laughs> that's the corner, Eric. Uh, you all talked a lot about how this look made you feel and how momentous it was. And I didn't want to take away from any of that. But when you compare literally the garment, the look of one versus the other, 
I, Jackie's is very simplistic. And I, I believe that that was, you know, it's purposeful. It was meant to be exactly what it was. And it, it meant so much in the moment. But if I'm looking, if I'm comparing literal Tweety Bird to uh, what Jackie is wearing, then I'm, I'm going to go with Asia every time. Okay. No, thank you for that. And we will be moving uh, Asia into round three. And that's it, folks. We have our final four. We're going to take another quick break to cry while looking at photos of us as children. We'll be right <laughs> back after these messages. These days, there's so much great TV. Sometimes you just don't have the time to tune in, but you're still itching to know what happened. Or maybe you watch the episode and just want to yell into the void and see if others agree. Well, if you aren't reading our episode recaps, you're only getting three quarters of the story. The Great Pop Culture Debate publishes weekly recaps of some of your favorite television franchises, so you can stay up to date without even watching. Head over to greatpopculturedebate.com and make sure you never miss a moment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we are back with the final four of our debate devoted to the best drag race runway look from season seven through 12. At this point in the show, I always like to take a step back and see if the final four matches up with what I figured. We have Nina West's face Keeney from season 11, Naomi Small's Wizard of Drag makeover from season eight, Violet Tchotchke's fall runway from season seven, and Asia O'Hara's feathers runway from season 10. Um, I think those are all pretty iconic looks to me. Uh, Asia maybe is the one that's a little bit of a surprise here, but uh, Kathy is the Patreon sponsor for this episode. Is this the final four that you thought you were going to get? Uh, it's pretty close. I had three of the four of these going through to the final four. So these are all iconic looks in my mind. And even the one that I didn't have going through is amazing. I'm not mad at any of these. Great, great. Um, any other thoughts from Chris or Curtis? You feel good about this final four? Yeah, I think it, it makes sense for what it is. And we've been talking a lot about how things made us feel when we saw it. And these are these are all capital M moments um, from what, 10 years ago, Drag Race. And we remember them. So yeah, I'm still Excellent. waiting for Brooklyn Heights to come in from out of nowhere and just <laughs> win the whole thing. So could happen. And if nothing else, she'll just toast her own podcast, uh, even if she doesn't win. So there you go. Um, all right, let's do this around the horn. Nina Westface Keeney versus Naomi Small's Wizard of Drag. I'm going to start with Curtis. <clears throat> uh, so I haven't gotten to talk about the face Keeney at all. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, the fact that you can cover your face and still have an amazing look, like amazing look is really impressive, especially for someone like Nina, who was not a fashion queen at all. But I'm still going to give my vote to Naomi because that look is just 
stellar it is stellar and she made it like if you told me that she bought that from some high-end designer specifically for some wizard of oz runway i would believe you because it is phenomenal so that's where my vote goes all right carissa where are you on this one normally i would always throw my vote toward the handmade stuff that the queen or the queen made stuff because all clothes are handmade but here i gotta give it to nina west she this look is such a perfect marriage of camp and fashion she was never gonna be a style queen but occasionally she knocked it out of the park and this is one of those moments and this was a capital m moment and this is just me i cannot separate my love for nina west from how i feel about her runways because i she's just so wonderful and i love her so much and that that's what's tipping me the most here Okay. Kathy, where are you? Oh, oh my. I've been going back and forth on this one. Um, all right. I'm going to rip the bandaid. I'm going to do Nina West. I think it was just so quirky and referential. And I love that. Um, and I agree. She's not a fashion queen, but this one, she really nailed it. It was perfect from head to toe um curtis i had swayed last round over to naomi because of the argument that she made it herself in fact she made two different versions of it but i just think this nana look is so strong there is not a thing about this that i would change and it was a runway prompt that could have been really crappy really crappy and she excelled and i'm, I'm giving her that that tip here because i do think it's superlative work from a queen who is average on the runways at best and she she really excelled here so i'm giving it to nina which pushes her into the final two finally in round three it's violet tchotchke's fall mini challenge runway versus asia o'hara's feathers i'm going to start back of the pack kathy where are you oh um mm. I think I'm going to go with Violet Chachki's fall look. Um, we haven't really talked about her. She is, a fa- I would argue, a fashion queen um, from her season. And we haven't really talked about it. This, mo- this was another moment on the runway. That twirl and that reveal, it just, it inspired a whole nother runway theme, I think, for one of the All-Star seasons, the two-in-one look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All-Stars I mean. two. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's tough to know if that was inspired by Violet specifically or Drag Race Thailand, which also had a two in one runway mm-hmm. at that point. But it, mm-hmm. yes, Fair. regardless. Um, and both of her looks are sh- like the the glitter, the black glitter outfit and then the tartan underneath. Both of those looks are strong on their own. And together, it's amazing. Great. Thank you. Uh, Carissa, where are you? Yeah, these are both uh, uh, these are both looks that are that were presented the stuff like asia in stills is not what asia walking down that runway puffing up her hair as kathy had mentioned earlier like when i see this look i see her walking i see her doing that and it's such it's the way that she presents it but violets was so much more of a it's more of a standalone look in some ways and it is capital f fashion and i feel like in some ways she's the first queen who really brought that to the show so i'm with violet here Curtis. Jolene Sugarbaker Devereaux Tchotchke doesn't have quite the same ring (laughs) as O'Hara, but I am going to vote for Violet here. I agree with everything that's been said. It is fashion, but is it, is it fashion? I can't burp on command, but it's fashion. Um, the, the, the plunging neckline to her belly button, the hat, it's all fantastic. I loved both looks were, were great, but yeah, Violet. 
I'm going to make it a clean sweep for Violet here, uh, which means we have a final two of Nina West's Face Keeney versus Violet Tchotchke's Fall Runway, starting in the middle of the pack with our Patreon. Well, actually, no, the middle of the pack is Carissa. Carissa, where are you? Going to stick with Violet here. All right, Kathy Kingsley, Patreon sponsor, where are you? I, too, am going to stick with Violet on this one. Curtis Creekmore. I am that gif of Carson Kressley, who is just gobsmacked at Violet taking off the belt and doing her twirl. It is, we we haven't talked enough about it. It is a phenomenal two-in-one look. I think, Kathy, you mentioned even the black sequin is beautiful. If she had yeah. just walked the runway in that, it would have made the list. I don't mm-hmm. know that that black sequin look would have won an entire 16 showdown like we've just gone through. But the fact that she was able to create this amazing double look and it was so seamless, you had no idea. You had no idea that a full look lived underneath it. It's just, it's one of the greatest, I don't care what season or what combination of seasons, Violet Chachki's fall look is one of the best looks to come out of Drag Race. We saw it. We saw it live. Eric, do you remember this? When they did Work the World in 2015, they did a runway. Courtney Act was there with her wings. I saw Uh that live. We saw her do that. We saw Violet walk the runway in this outfit. And up close, you could not see the tartan peeking out at all. You still had no idea. You knew what was coming and you still, (laughs) like, there's no giveaway. And when she did it in real life and did that spin, like, I just, so I may be conflating both of those experiences, but it's incredible. Even on screen, it's flawless. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And I do. I want to add. We, you said we didn't talk enough about it, Curtis. So I'm going to talk about it now. Um, <laughs> but I think there's also a meta perspective for why this deserves to win here, and that's season seven was a very clear change for this show. Mm-hmm. Even look at the promo for season seven, which everybody hated at the time, right? We came up with season six. Everybody loves season six. How can the show get any bigger and better, right? It can get bigger and better by making itself more uh, appealing to a general audience, not just a drag audience. And that's what Seven was all about. The H&M stripped down promo looks. um, It was a real shift deliberately to fashion away from camp. And this was the moment where that actually happened. And I don't think the producers had any idea that she was going to pull that out of her bag and do that in episode fucking one, like 15 Mm. minutes in, but they Mm. must have shit themselves because that was exactly what they were going for, for the entire season. And like, look look at the cast from that season. It was fashion Queens versus Mm -hmm. camp Queens Mm -hmm. and the camp Queens all got pushed out the door real fast. Um, So it was a very deliberate shift from the show. It was growing pains. I think for a lot of us with season seven, but now I think we understand look at where that got us right that shift to a much broader much wider audience and Violet and that fucking jumpsuit was the moment that it happened right there it's captured in gift form in video that's legendary we don't a lot of people do not like Violet there's reasons she has baggage etc but you can say that in that single moment she pissed all over the season and she changed drag race she really did with this outfit so 
there you have it, folks. Our pick for the best runway look from RuPaul's Drag Race season seven through 12 is Violet Tchotchke's fall fashion show runway. Do you agree? Do you think that we should have lip synced for the crown instead? Tell us how you really feel by leaving a comment on this episode at greatpopculturedebate.com or find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, or Mastodon. While you're there, make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast so you can hear all about what new debates are coming soon, vote in open polls, and even decide which topics we tackle next. If you really enjoyed the episode, please take a minute to like and rate it on Apple, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen on. I want to say thank you to my panel. You've been a great Michelle, Carson, and Ross, and I'll let you decide who's who in that comparison. (laughs) (laughs) and thank you for listening if you loved what you heard please consider supporting us on Patreon where you can get even more exclusive content and you get episodes a whole day early we hope you have a good one and remember everyone is entitled to their wrong opinion come through Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.